0: The Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, episode 31. In the last episode of the Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, we looked at the book Molokai, The Friendly Isle, written by Marlene Friedman. This book provides an excellent history of the island of Molokai, including the leper colony that was established in 1865. For more than a 100 years, This small Hawaiian island would be known as the Lonely Isle, but now it's the Friendly Isle, where residents live a relaxed and simple lifestyle and some of them experience Polynesian paralysis. Today we look at an article that appeared in November 1991 edition of the Honolulu Weekly Newspaper. This article, titled Hiding Behind the Aloha Spirit, was written by journalist Derek Davies. The Honolulu Weekly was an alternative weekly newspaper published in Honolulu from 1991 to 2013. It was started by Laurie Carlson to fill gaps in investigative reporting left by the two main daily newspapers, the Honolulu Star Bulletin and the Honolulu Advertiser, which were operating under a joint agreement at that time. In May 2005, the Honolulu Weekly acquired the Kona-based Hawaii Island Journal. Unfortunately, due to low ad revenues and unable to find a buyer, publisher and managing editor Carlson would make the decision to stop the publication of the Hawaii Island Journal in 2008. Five years later, in 2013, the Honolulu Weekly would also cease publication. The article we look at today that appeared in the November 1991 issue of the Honolulu Weekly was written by Derek Davies. Derek Gwynne Davies was born in 1931 in Balham, just south of London, the son of a food broker. Davies attended Wallington Grammar School and studied at Cambridge. He worked briefly as sub-editor for Reuters and then joined the British Foreign Service MI6, which sent him to Saigon and Hanoi around the beginning of the Vietnam War. He quit the foreign office because it refused him permission to marry his Japanese concert pianist girlfriend, whom he had met in Vienna, Austria. He worked for a while on the Financial Times and studied Mandarin at the School of African and Oriental Studies in London before joining the Far Eastern Economic Review in 1962. Just two years later, in 1964, Davies would become editor, a position he would hold for 25 years. The Far Eastern Economic Review was founded in 1946, and it was a small, single-page publication with about five reporters when Davies became editor in 1964. Davies was expressive and earthy, with an ambitious appetite and love at being at the center of things. He expanded the staff to 20 correspondents covering most of Asia with one reporter in the U.S. and another in Australia. Davies was just the man to give the public expression to the emerging Asian economic miracle. His team brought in advertisements that added additional pages to the publication and provided revenue for editorial expansion. Davies did indeed open a window on the whole continent. The Far Eastern Economic Review rationale was economics and business. But Davies understood that the political climate greatly affected the freedom in which businesses operate, so he did not avoid political issues. He was tough enough to brush aside the fears of powerful shareholders that political comment could get the magazine banned and its revenues curtailed. Like most great editors, Davies believed that a newspaper had to be trusted, which meant being honest in its coverage of the whole range of issues— not sugarcoating or soft-peddling on the controversial ones. Readers should not be spoon-fed with what the publication felt they needed to read. Rather, they should be given a broad range of information covering all aspects of life, and the smart ones would see how to make the best use of it. Of course, that approach meant that the Far Eastern Economic Review sometimes got banned or that the censors in various countries sat on an issue for days or even weeks. But all this added to the respect in which it was held. Under the guidance of Davies, the Far Eastern Economic Review would grow the magazine into a major source of news and comment on the region, despite his love-hate relationship with some of its prickly rulers. Readers of this paper were sure to find some item in its thick pages that would provide an essential clue to a better business deal somewhere in Asia, an exclusive interview with an executive in Malaysia, the real political lowdown on China, an analysis of India's economy, or some wickedly juicy gossip about the Philippines. Davies retired as editor of the Far Eastern Economic Review in 1990. He then spent a year in Hawaii at the East-West Center in Honolulu as a journalist-in-residence. The article that Davies wrote in 1991, which appeared in the Honolulu Weekly and mentions Polynesian paralysis, was taken in part from a speech he gave in October 1991. In the article titled Hiding Behind the Aloha Spirit, journalist Derek Davies decries duplicity in the name of Aloha. Let me read you the first paragraph of this article where Davies mentions Polynesian paralysis. Over the last year, I have found myself going around with a fatuous grin on my face, and I've probably been less productive than in any period of my life except possibly the years preceding kindergarten. So, no one can claim that I have not fallen beneath the spell of aloha, that I have resisted the spell of Polynesian paralysis, and that while here I have not been suffused with a general bonhomme towards my fellow men." He continues on the next page, writing, I want to ensure you that I truly value the real spirit of Aloha. In Hawaii, there is so much to enjoy and savor, so much physical beauty, both geographical and human. What I object to is the wrongful manipulation of the Aloha spirit. I object to its exploitation by various interests who use it for the preservation of monopolistic domination of various markets who invoke it to defeat and diminish competition, who pay lip service to it in order to more comfortably rip off the people of Hawaii. Davies goes on to point out that as a tourist or visitor to Hawaii, he does not intend to offend the people of Hawaii, but he thinks it's fair to point out that all is not bathed in the aloha spirit in Hawaii. There are many, many issues, from the homeless in their temporary housing to sewage disposal to the extraordinary delays in implementing the allocations of Hawaiian homelands that excite cries of frustration and anger. Surely the Aloha Spirit cannot be invoked to prevent the people of Hawaii from complaining about local inefficiency, corruption, slowness, smugness, and monopolism. Surely we are not saying that the Aloha Spirit is fine as long as it doesn't impinge on my backyard as long as it doesn't bring into question my leadership, as long as it doesn't introduce competition into my comfortable little business. Davies ends his article with these words, I'm all for the Aloha spirit if it means genuine love, tolerance, and better relations between ethnic communities. I love the Aloha spirit except when it is exploited by the local business and banking communities to prettify smug, comfortable exclusionist protectionist monopolistic positions let's by all means adopt aloha as our password unless it means that one should tolerate incompetence and smile while the people of hawaii are ripped off by those who are lining their pockets as they invoke friendship love and tolerance aloha Davies makes some good points and uses strong language in an attempt to shed some light on some of the problems in Hawaii, such as homelessness, sewage or waste disposal, and the rights of native Hawaiians to have access to and use their land. He also is very aware, from his more than 25 years as an editor at the Far Eastern Economic Review, how corrupt business practices and politicians can harm individuals and society, even in a paradise like Hawaii. Just note that Davies admits that after his year in Hawaii, he felt the Aloha spirit, experienced Polynesian paralysis, found himself to be happy with a pleasant and affable disposition most days. We should not hide behind the Aloha spirit in order to avoid or overlook injustice. We should take actions as individuals and a society to promote equality, fairness, and create a sustainable lifestyle for future generations. We can embrace the Aloha spirit to enjoy each day and promote genuine love, friendship, and tolerance between one another. We can take a few minutes each day to be still, relax, appreciate nature, and enjoy life. We can experience Polynesian paralysis just like Derek Davies did while he was in Hawaii. Remember, Polynesian Paralysis is totally free and available to anyone, anywhere, anytime. For more information about Polynesian Paralysis, please visit our website at rxaloha.com. In the next episode of the Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, we look at the book Maui Bound, published in 1991. Until then, please take a few moments each day to be still, relax, appreciate nature, and enjoy life. Enjoy Polynesian Paralysis, The Sensible Approach to Mindfulness.